Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Hopefully, this week has been treating you kind, and hopefully, you have been treating other people kind, because this is a very cruel world that we live in. Um, I kind of am really more hopeful that the aliens are going to pop up any 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 time. Like seriously, <laughs> after everything going on i feel like they're coming like they have to and i think they should take um the creative people um people uh well not necessarily just creative people you know but black and brown people because we are the biggest contributors you know to this uh world we live in you know not those who steal or travel around the world and are still surrounded by spices and don't know how to use them, you know, like leave them here and they can figure it out themselves. And, um, yeah, other than that, welcome to the Trillion Wationary Podcast. I am your lovely, um, divine queen host, Kenzie, and I'm here. I have been feeling a lot better, um... Versus, like, the previous episodes, I've been feeling like I think I've, like, found my stride a little bit. Um, the first couple of episodes, I felt like I was so freaking stressed. Which is understandable because of all the shit that's going on. Like, the poo-poo. Like, it's like a poo-poo platter. Like, ugh. Anyway, first things first, I want to say um, rest in honor to Chadwick Boseman. I was going to post a picture, but anytime I see a picture of him, I cry. So I don't do that to myself. Uh, last Friday, I had just pulled up into my parking spot at home, and my friend texted me like, hey, Chadwick Boseman died. And I was like, girl, whatever, stop playing. And I hated that I had to get on TMZ. I hate going to TMZ. I had to get on TMZ, and then when I clicked it, it was like 13 minutes ago they had posted. I was like, damn, like they be moving fast. But um, I I love Chadwick ever since the first time I saw him. Uh, I thought he was like the most beautiful man that I have ever seen. Um, and he was. Um, I liked how he he stood up for himself because, you know, you hear a lot of stories within people in the movie industry, you know, like, hey, if you don't take this role from this specific director, like, don't look for anything else that they might do. Chadwick didn't give a damn. He knew what he wanted to do. He knew what roles he wanted to to fulfill. And he did those exact things. And he will forever be cemented in history, literally. Um, I know a lot of people have a lot of conspiracy theories as in the reason why they took Black Panther, um, or someone as monumental as Chad, Chadwick, um, you know, kind of like the conspiracy theories associated with like Bernie Mac, um, y'all, you know, those people and their deep research into things. Um, but a lot of people do feel like this situation with Chadwick was targeted, um, because at the height of everything, you take something near and dear 
to us, which which I could honestly say, like, 2020 has been a shit show. And it seems like we have have not had any time for joy, per se. Um, like, we've just consistently been hit left, right, side, side with trauma or things that are traumatic. So I just say to you guys, protect your energy and protect your space. Um, step away from social media if you have to. Try talk space. Try... Like, talk about it. Talk it out. Don't keep things bottled up. Also, with that being said, today is my queen's birthday. My queen that shall forever reign. Uh, Beyonce, Giselle knows Carter. And I'm so excited because today we all should have been off to celebrate a queen. They should have had Black is King on loop. And we all should have watched it and just enjoyed her, uh, the way she captured our beauty our culture. Um, I really, I know a lot of people just like to hate Beyonce because she's that bitch, but it's cool. Just give the girl her props. I honestly really just don't know. It's not that many um, singers, rappers, however you want to categorize it. I, it's not that many that really take it, take its craft into consideration. Um, the pieces that she has put together, um, they inspire. Um, and there has never not been a time where I never felt like I wasn't inspired by B. I am inspired by B. I'm inspired by Blue. I'm inspired by Solange. Like, these girls work, and they have deserved their, they deserve their spot. Because let me tell you, God damn it, them no sisters are something to be reckoned with and I love their creativity. I don't mind waiting two, three years, however long it takes for their projects because I know they're going to be thought out and they're going to be fucking beautiful. Now to another more serious topic, voting. I know a lot of you guys um, really don't know where to go or how to feel about it. You don't feel like your voice is heard. You don't feel like uh, voting is going to do anything for you or how necessarily it'll be beneficial to you, especially given the two choices that we have. However, I want to ask black and brown people, how many times have we actually had candidates that really work for us? I feel like as long as I've been voting, we have always had to choose the lesser of the two evils. It is what it is. But I can tell you, if we don't do something, Cheeto in chief um, and his friends um, will continue to inspire to come for us in ways that we probably haven't even thought of. As you already know, the eviction process has happened out here in Houston. So many families are being kicked out of their homes. I think it's disgusting. Um, but if you really think about it, this is another way of voter suppression because these people are being kicked out of their homes. Therefore, if they do go somewhere, they're probably going to be out of their jurisdiction uh, to be able to vote. 
So they won't be able to use their actual polling place unless they vote early. But that's also if they have the transportation and the means to be able to get to where they got to go if they decide to vote early. So you have that in the play. And then you also have them worried about their overall well-being, overall well-being of their children, where their next meal is going to fucking come from. They ain't going to be worried about voting for shit. And then they hear Orange Face say that for voting, he's going to have like every sheriff there to make sure there's no voter fraud or whatever the hell he was talking about. Now you're adding another level of stress, knowing the relationship us colored folk have with um, with the police. And so now you're intimidating people for even coming up here to vote. And it's just a conglomerate of things. And we got to do something. And at this point, I would like to... Um, introduce my my one of my I'm not she doesn't like to be called auntie because she's still too young for that but we're gonna introduce uh, my cousin Mandy um, and let's hear what Mandy has to say yeah. mm-hmm. no the uh, Amanda I'm taking a break from my vocal rest just to say this. I see a lot of folks who say, you know, Biden and Harris don't have a clear agenda for black people. Donald Trump does have a clear agenda for black people. He's made it explicitly clear that his agenda is to one, lower our housing resources, to two, set up a Supreme Court and judicial system that continues to discriminate and to oppress us, three, support white supremacists and right-wing organizations that seek to kill us and destroy us. So, though I understand folks who are saying that these people don't have an agenda, though that thought process is lacking the, the foresight of knowing that Donald Trump does have a very clear agenda and we have the power to stop it. And I'm like genuinely frightened that we're not all just trying to figure out how to do that. And I absolutely vocal. agree with Amanda. It scares the, the fuck shit out of me too. Um, Cause with what we're seeing now, I mean, it's kind of like we're damned if we do damned if we don't, but if we can kind of push back a little bit, I think we can overcome this. That's my nervous smile, by the way. But um, but now I'm going to be a nerd and I'm going to talk about Lovecraft Country. I'm going to start with episode three first. I'll, if I could get to episode two, I'll get to episode two. But shout out to Misha Green, J.J. Abrams, and Jordan Peele for writing this piece of literature. Well, not really. They didn't write. Well, Misha wrote it, but whatever. Bringing this shit to life because this is the best fucking shit on TV and people need to get with it because I don't have nobody to really talk to about it and it drives me insane, but it's okay because I found my people in a Facebook group and we talk about it all fucking day and it makes me happy. Here we go. 
can you please cue the um, the YouTube video? Hey, Lay, what did you do to make a mark on this world? What mountains did you climb? Which angels gave you their wings? Which skies have you flown? And when you reached the heavens, who was there to catch you when you fell? And did they tell you that you saved them too? Like you saved me? That they're mending your wings and holding them up to the sun? Just to step back and watch you fly. So go ahead, Lay. Fly. So that is how episode three opened up with these these beautiful words spoken by I can't remember her name. I know it's Princess Something. Uh, forgive me for that. But they were speaking to Laomi Maldonado, which um, is a transgendered um, woman. And she is known as the um, the Wonder Woman of Vogue, and she also was a part of Cue the Picture with the with Megan Thee Stallion. She was part of the cast of Legendary, which I binge watched not too long ago, um, where different ballrooms, uh, I mean different uh, houses from the ballroom scene compete, and we have um, Megan Thee Stallion was. Part of the cat, part of the cast, um, Jamila Jamil was part of it, and what's his name? Law Law Roach was also part of the cast. Great show! If you have any questions about voguing and how it came to be, and like what it takes to put together these houses, and like hearing the stories of some of the cast members is is really something wonderful to um, to watch, or just for history purposes, it's really interesting. Um, so keep that in mind, the Wonder Woman of Vogue, okay? So we open with Lady in the church. She's in church and she's, this episode is called Holy Ghost and she's watching people in church like catch the Holy Ghost, things like that. I know different people have different feelings about it or emotions about it. If you ever caught the Holy Ghost, it is interesting. Whenever I catch the Holy Ghost, I cry. Other people... You know, shout, run, all these extra different little things. And so Letty's watching this, but she still feels empty inside. So um, Letty buys a house. And the cue the picture of uh, both of them, uh, the two sisters. Oh, this is the cast of episode uh, of episode three. As you can uh, the next one but i just want to say like this is a beautiful freaking cast and i just love it i love all these brown people yes this is the clip this is the picture of letty in church first of all baby girl is slayed and beat for the gods honey and i love her fashion in this in this series is amazing as you can see she looks kind of dead behind the eyes and um yeah she doesn't look too enthused she looks confused well she is confused um and so it's interesting to watch her and her sister um, 
duel it out. Um, uh, Lady just does things on the fly. Ruby is like, girl, please stop. And so Lady buys a house on Chicago's north side. And that is a place that is known. Well, at the time, she's fair skinned. So they might be, they, Letty could probably pass for a white woman at the time. And I did some research on this. And so back in Chicago, like in 1953 to 1954, which if you watch Lovecraft Country, it takes place in 1955. So, um, they integrated some neighborhoods out there in Chicago. Um, it started in like 1937 and they moved in a fair skinned white woman named Betty Howard. Um, and they, the white people there were kind of confused because like, hmm. but she was black. So they begin to um, light fireworks, uh, just make all kind of loud noise to keep them up at night, keep her and her family up at night. So it was like fireworks. They threw rocks and, of course, you know, threw out racial slurs. In the episode, you see them um, post a sign in their yard that was like, this is a white neighborhood. All degenerates must go. Like, to know that they were that deliberate is freaking wild. But with the the tactics that they were using, it kind of reminded me of, of uh, David Koresh when the FBI was – uh, from the documentary Waco, the how the FBI sat outside the their compound and like made all these noises, sleep deprivation, and Tick, aka Atticus, referred to that that when he was in Vietnam, they used some of these same tactics. So it's going to be interesting to see that how this plays out. Um, next episode, if we're going to find some more information about some of the things that Tick had seen has seen or had went through whenever he was in Vietnam. So, as we go on through the rest of this episode, um, again, Jordan Peele and Misha Green and J.J. Abrams introduce a lot of different topics. If you've seen Jordan Peele's work, you know how he drops, like, little eggs. So, the house that Lady is living in has ghosts. Um, it's eight black people who this asshole of a doctor decided to kidnap black people so it this episode well when we get to that particular part it triggered me a little bit because we know about the black and brown people who go missing a lot and we don't get the media coverage we don't get uh, an anniversary episode like how they honor natalie holloway and johnson a john benet ramsey things like that you know like we have plenty of other black and brown children that have literally been missing uh, for days. We even have grown women who have been missing uh, my trees. Um, but we don't get, we don't get the same dedication into being found. It also makes me think about a couple of years ago when a lot of the children in DC um, went missing, which DC is very, is known for, um, men being sick and looking for young girls to have sex with, of course. 
But DC is very prominent for that. And I remember when that news started coming out, I remember a lot of people tried to hush hush and was like, oh, these girls, they just they're just running away. They're consistent runaways. She's run away two or three times. Well, why the hell is the girl running away? What the hell is she running away for? You know what I'm saying? But um, I hate how the adultification of black girls, how it happens. And that's kind of like one of the underlying issues that causes them not to be recognized as you know as missing or endangered so this also made me think about organ harvesting um here in houston at the chinese consulate a couple of years ago they were outside protesting that they didn't want any more organ harvesting that shit hit me because i was just like wow like this stuff is really like literally in your backyard so I want to mention Henrietta Lacks. Um, Henrietta Lacks, she they had HBO did a documentary on her and her sales. So she went to John Hopkins back in the day because they're the only people who could treat uh, poor black folk. So she was under the care of this doctor who, um, I forgot what. So he was collect. She had cervical cancer. And so he would collect sales from all of his patients because he's trying to figure out like a cure. So a lot of the other sales that he took from other patients, the sales would die. But it was crazy weird that the sales from Henrietta Lack didn't die. They, in fact, they multiplied like between 20 and 24 hours. So this is unheard of, unspeakable. So they just pretty much used her sales without her consent used her sales to continue to research cures for other random shit and along with cervical cancer. And her family has not been compensated. They did a whole movie and her sales are still being used to this day and the family has yet to be compensated. It's sick shit. Then I also started thinking about, so there's a scene in Lovecraft where Letty calls out Lucy, I don't, Lucy, Betsy, Anarka, Anarka, Anarcia. I'm not sure exactly how you pronounce her name, but J. Marion Sims. J. Marion Sims was the father of gynecology. If that's what you want to consider him. He's an asshole in my opinion. But father of gynecology out there, I believe, in New York. He had a statue um, and black women protested to pull that son of a bitch down because he was sick, too. So he would take enslaved women and their owners would only be the ones who can consent to their treatment or whatever. But he would take enslaved women and he would operate on them without without any anesthesia so like he would they were alive like like awake should i say and he was cutting and slicing on them because they didn't look at they didn't look at black women as black people as freaking human so he felt like he could do this because he could get away with it due to the fact that they're not human and that they don't feel pain which is a lot of which is still the Typical shit that a lot of black women do go through whenever they um, like maternally, whenever they go and have babies, things like that. They're still having to deal with these kinds of 
um, ideologies that, oh, like, it doesn't hurt that bad. Like, you're just putting on. Like, it's not really that bad. And really it is. We've had way too many women die from giving childbirth or even the aftercare of childbirth. You know, even Serena, even Beyonce, they both have had complications. So this can hit anybody, any budget, any person. And people need to, the doctors need to listen. So, yes. So anyway... And it had to be his ass to create the scout, uh, the spectrum that speculum that a lot of women hate whenever they go to the gynecologist. Yeah, of course, it had to be a man to create that. I'm not surprised, but um, yes. So that was another thing um, that sh- that was interesting within this episode, and it's also tricking my little brain. To think of um, Madame Larie, which if you watched American Horror Story, uh, I think season three of The Coven, they kind of tapped into that history from New Orleans about uh, Madame Larie, which this may be a trigger to somebody, anybody, just letting you know this is a trigger warning. She was very cruel to her slaves as well. And... To the point to where she would experiment on them. Um, They said that when they raided her attic. That they found a woman whose bones had been broken. But they put her back together to where she looked like a spider. And in the episode real life. (laughs) like, Like somebody was. They said that another person was wrapped in their intestines. Like, um, their mouths had been sewn shut, um, eyes gouged out. And then in, um, in American Horror Story, they made the, (laughs) stop looking at me like that. In American Horror Story, they made, you've seen the man who was half man, half horse, because she put, to curse him because he was misbehaving, she put the horse head and like, Put it on top of his head. And so, yeah. So, yeah. What the fuck are you watching? <laughs> That's American Horror. But it's true, though. It, I like, it's really like Madame Lurie from New Orleans. And that's what she did. Like, even, um, well, it was kind of traditional, but they would take the blood of the slaves and, like, they would put it on, like, a face mask because it was, like, supposed to keep them young and shit like that. Nasty. White people have been trash. <laughs> like, nothing is impossible to them. Like, nothing. Um. So, yeah. So, that's... But that episode didn't have all of that in there, per se. Well, kind of, sort of, no. But it just kind of put me in the mind of it because they kind of... It was kind of like a snowball effect. It just kind of got you thinking. And I also... And I'm a geek. So, that's what else I was doing. Um, also, like I said, so Leomi is known as the Wonder Woman of Vogue. Uncle, Uncle Daddy, <laughs> Uncle Daddy George is now dead and his wife was Hippolyta, which it was kind of like, why is her name Hippolyta? Like, what kind of name is that? Well, H.P. Lovecraft was obsessed with Greek mythology as well. So Hippolyta is actually from Greek mythology. And she was the queen. 
of the tribe of the Amazons. And she played a role in the 12 labors of Hercules, and she was the daughter of the god of war, Ares, who had given her a magic girdle as a gift. Now, in the following clips, I don't know when it's going to be, there is a small, sh a quick shot of Hippolyta in one of those um, old helmets with like the, it looks like a brush down the middle with the, it comes down like this. There is a small clip of that. So I wonder if she's going to live out this fantasy of her name. Also, her daughter, her daughter's name is Diana. Diana's name, Diana is Superwoman's name. Superwoman was known as the Amazon and has powers and abilities of the Amazons. So I'm thinking that we're going to eventually tie all of this together and we're going to see what happens. I also think Diana, because she's she likes to draw comic books and her mom is featured in the comic book. So I'm curious to know if Diana is going to be predicting what her mom is going to go through. So it will be interesting to see. And if y'all want more um, information on any of this like there's plenty of websites there's plenty of podcasts and um, if you have Hulu and you got the HBO um, add-on they actually dropped episode 4 like today like way early I'm not gonna watch it till Sunday don't ruin anything fuck off um, you mean Wonder Woman? yeah no well, Super, Superwoman's oh no I meant Wonder Woman my bad oh. Uh, yeah, my bad, guys. I meant Wonder Woman. Um, her name is Diana. And also, um, in this episode, they do cover police brutality. I mean, we're talking about 1950s in, in the North. Um, but a lot of some white people felt that because black people were up north that they wouldn't experience racism or they thought that it wouldn't be as bad bad up north which if you watch lovecraft country is supposed to be based on horror but for black people living in america is a fucking horror because you just don't know what the hell's gonna happen is it gonna be creepy ass monsters with a hundred fucking eyes looking at you or is it gonna be the goddamn sheriff that wants to stop you on the side of the road because you're riding down riding down a, a a dirt road in a fucking sundown town which I'm surprised a lot of you didn't know about sundown towns. Sundown towns are the towns where black people can't be seen or caught in before the sun sets. Also, why it was important, why the Green Book was implemented. Green Book, uh, episode one, also Mahershala Ali, fine ass was in that damn movie, um, which I heard was terrible. But that also helped black people navigate this this. this I don't want to say it's a shithole. Because then I'll sound like orange man calling shit shithole countries. You know what I'm saying? But, but you know, like black people want to travel too. So they used the green book to navigate their, wherever they had to go. Um, I will talk about episode two another time because that's some interesting shit too. But make sure you guys check it out. Like I am the biggest scaredy cat, but do it. It's it's a real well-written show um it's it's really good and i'm excited about it i try not to drop a lot of spoilers episode three i will give you a disclaimer if you are kind of scary like me you might be surprised you might not be able to sleep 
um, after you watch it. I tried to watch Living Single after watching that episode, and it didn't work. And uh, I was, I also tried to play a little Fred Hammond before I went to sleep. Didn't work. And um, <laughs> it is what it is. But this is the price you pay whenever you see great art, which our stories need to be told in entertaining ways. And I'm glad that they were able to repackage some things that we kind of already know in a very um, fun and exciting way. And I love that even though we um, even though it is a lot of racial tension and you feel like you need a glass of wine, you probably go through the whole damn bottle because I already heard that episode four is. The title of episode four is A History of Violence. I'm scared. So, but um, if you, you know, I still think you should do it. It'll be fun. Um, join a group. Talk about all your predict- predictions and um, enjoy. And this has been a True Evolutionary Podcast with a, with a recap of episode three. It's a lot. It's a lot to dissect. It really is, but it's still, it's beautiful. And I think that they are doing a great job at this. And let me know what some of you guys think. And I love you guys. Love your, love your people a little more. Um, Hug them tighter. Um, Don't take things for granted. Um, If you can be a blessing to someone, please do that. Um, it's a lot, it's a lot going on. Do what you have to do. Find joy somewhere. That's one thing I can say I love, even though this show, that's what I was going to say, even though this show is kind of heavy, I love the moments that we have of black joy, singing, dancing, and smiling, because that's what, that's what we do. And it's, it's, it's worth it. Make sure you guys follow me at T-R-I-L-L-K-I-N-S-E-Y and Be the best human you can be, and I'm out.